so you buy it. So you you're a so you're an audio buying lead, but have you been behind the mic and uh, preached about it? No, this is the first time I've ever actually ever done this. It's the first time. All right. Well, yeah. so uh, welcome to Floor Nine. Uh, and give everybody an uh, introduction, who you are, uh, where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my name is Greg Rosetta. I am a audio buyer in, a, in the media landscape. Uh, I am a huge advocate for podcasting and trying to lead uh, at my agency the podcast buying and kind of one-on-ones for our clients and new clients. So we're about to go real deep into into the world of audio and podcasting uh, can't wait. Uh, because in a sense, I'm also leading that initiative awesome. uh, over on our end with with the lab and you know our clients over at uh, you know UM initiative uh, reprise the larger IPG organization. Yeah. Uh, I can say my organization name all day long because <laughs> they know I do this. So it's fine. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so I guess w- we'll start with this um, very basic. Why audio? Why is it so beneficial? What are brands missing out on? You know, I, when you think audio, you have this connection, right? You know, first thing with audio, you have your music, right? You have this connection with music, whether you're working out, you're trying to relax from the day, you're trying to work. You know, if you walk around an agency, and I'm sure people listening, working at an agency, people are have their headphones in, they're listening to music, they're listening to something. So audio just gives you that connection to you know, whatever it is, right? In podcasting, you have that one-on-one connection. You know, you have your favorite podcast you're listening to, whether it's Guy Raz, Sarah Conian, or some of the Barstool guys in some cases. The Barstool guys are great. I like them. Shout out. (laughs) So you're just listening to these guys, and they're talking to you about, you know, topics that you want to know about, topics you love, and, you know, it just gives you that connection. It gives you someone else that you're kind of having a conversation with, maybe not a verbal conversation, but they're talking and in your mind, you're like, no, you're completely wrong. That yeah. wasn't a catch. Yes. That was. It's a, it's, it's a weird dynamic in that sense because you feel like you know them. Yeah. You're listening to them on a monthly, biweekly, daily, uh, you know, cadence, and they become a part of your life. I mean, like, truly. And it, it's, I, I haven't really found any other medium that I, you know, I felt this passionate about or like, like disconnected to the audio space really, like you said, you know, it, pro- it, it provides this one-to-one connection. Yep. It's, it's you know, like, it's intimate, it, it's emotional. Uh, and it's just, you know, I don't think, uh, uh, an experience or an environment that's, you know, available anywhere else to, to media teams or yeah. buyers or brands. No, absolutely. I mean, listen, you said the same thing, right? It's just this connection that you have. Like there's podcasts that I listen to where, I have to listen to it or else, you know, it just helps me kind of de-stress, relax. And it's just, yeah, I want to sit there. I want to listen to this. I want to laugh. I mean, being in the advertising space, I don't know if you have the same thing. You know, if I'm watching TV or I'm on social or I'm doing stuff and I see ads, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, great. Another ad. I wonder, I guess I'm in this demographic now for whatever it is. But when I have- You are one GRP. (laughs) (laughs) But when I'm listening to this podcast and like, I, I can almost hear an ad coming and I'm like, you know what? That's fine because he's talking and I listen to this podcast, so I know this is who they're going after and I'm okay with it. I want to hear it. I want to sign up for ZipRecruiter even though I don't have my I, own yeah. company. <laughs> I, want I also want to sign up for ZipRecruiter. <laughs> I agree. So when it comes to the ads themselves, what which format do you find the most beneficial, whether from a personal perspective or from a brand perspective? Uh, host reads, uh, you know, like kind of more branded storios, yeah. they, sto- storios, excuse <laughs> me, uh, branded stories. Uh, or you know even something more like a just like a like a pre-recorded ad like like, like what do you find uh, both from a brand and listener perspective the most beneficial? You know I really think it does it comes down to what we're trying to do right okay. because each each client has their own story and something that they want to relay themselves. There's some that you know just a baked-in read will do exactly what they're trying to do. It's that host connecting with the audience, telling them, "Hey, listen, I tried this product. This is what I do. This is why I think you should do it." And people are listening and they're connecting with that. You know, you have these big podcast ideas with, you know, the gold standard, right? GE. It's the gold standard with what they did and with Panoply and everyone else. Like, that's what a lot of people are trying to go after. I mean, we have clients who want to do that too and clients we've been successfully been able to do that with. It's just because for that campaign and for what they wanted to get across, that worked. Personally, I love some combination of have just sending copy points to a host and saying, hey, listen, these are the four things I need you to do. Just get it across. Talk to your audience like you would normally talk to them. Don't 
speak in our voice, speak in your voice, and tell them why you what you believe in this product. Right. I'm so so on board with host red ads. I love yeah. host red ads um, to the, because of that exact point. It feels like the brand is natively like to like I think the most natively in integrated it can be into some sort of medium, and that's just through um, a host kind of riffing with it, having fun, bringing that same type of humor and comedy and tone of the podcast to your ad because you want as a brand to be you know a part of that conversation, and the best way to do it is just to give it to the person that is yeah. hosting it. It's like, just like let them read it, like like let them do their thing. Um, and I think that is truly, I mean personally, like that's like my favorite um, type of ad yeah. when it comes to audio. You know, we I always I love telling this story. We had an advertiser come in and they're like, hey, listen, you know, we want to advertise in the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, great. interesting, interesting. In, I mean, I love it. Let's do it. It's a great podcast. Can you just kind of send an email and say, hey, don't curse? I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm definitely not going to do that. But all right, fine. Yes, I'll send something. So you send an email. Say, hey, listen, can you do me a favor? Can you not, you know, not drop certain things? Uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. All right. so campaign runs. I'm like anticipating this ad read. Ad read comes out. First line goes, hey, guys, I don't know if you saw this, but this effing. I'm like, oh, that, that's what we wanted. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> And you kind of send it, and you're like, hey, listen, I know he's cursing, but let's, that's how he talks to his audience. Yep. If he wasn't doing that, it, would be, it wouldn't be authentic. You would, it, he, it, you, wouldn't, it wouldn't be Joe Rogan. Yeah. You would just, as soon as the consumer heard it, they'd just be like, oh, this is something paid. I don't even care. I'm, I'm not going right. to pay attention yeah, to it'll, this. Yeah, it'll, like, like, like the whole ad blindness comes, comes right in play. Right. Uh, but challenges from like a buying perspective of audio, like what, like what are those key challenges that you're, that you're facing uh, today? So I think right now, one of the biggest things, and I'm sure it's something that you get as well when you're asked, hey, what's going on with measurement? How are we doing this, right? You know, how do I know people are listening? Are people skipping? Are people doing this? You know, I think a lot of research has come out right now. The IAB has come out with their V2 standards. A lot of publishers have started accepting that, started to use that model, which I think is fantastic. Um, I would love a third party to kind of come in and say, hey, listen, we're only measuring where this is how you're going to measure like almost like a Nielsen did with radio. Right. Just come in and do that. That would be great. Um, but I think right now that's the biggest thing, right? It's just talking to clients and saying, Hey, listen, you know, people are adapting this. We have the V2 standard. People are adapting that we're getting there. People are following this method. We have more trust in this than we did maybe three years ago. You know, it's, it's starting to get there. And so just for our listeners that don't know, uh, what is the V2 standard exactly? <laughs> like, 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 what is that? Like, what does that do from like a a tracking and analytics perspective? So the V2 standard kind of came in. They said, you know, they're going to change it. If before it was just, you know, whether it was a half hour, two hours, a couple hours, it changed to a 24-hour period, where if you know a download, if they still get the same ping from a certain device, it's going to not count within 24 hours. So now that we have that 24-hour period, you know, you kind of saw some downloads move down a little bit, but people are starting to adjust with that. So we're, we're seeing that come back. We're seeing really more people adapt this method. And I would say, like to, like to that point where, yes, there was, you know, some like, there was like the, the um, oh, uh, there was a certain term I want to use for it. It was like, it was like, it was like the oh no moment yep. about, you know, you know, like, you know, we're like, what were our actual like listeners like? Um, the download, you know, it, I think, that is like this nebulous thing today. It it is, but there are methods that brands can use that are really beneficial to help prove out the success of these campaigns. Um, you know, you can do brand studies like like they're working with Millard Brown and Nielsen. There's DR. I mean, like direct response is huge, and I think right now, like you see a lot of the, the advertisers that are in the podcasting realm are taking advantage of that uh, direct response type of. T type of attri attribution because it works. You wouldn't see Squ SquarePay's, you know, coming back or Zipper rec Recruiter keep coming back if that medium didn't work for what, what they were wanting to do. I, sorry, and this is it's something that you know when you talk to other colleagues in the buying space, you know, it's the same conversation you have. You're like, if this space didn't work, DR wouldn't be putting so much money behind this. Right. Right. If it if they didn't see the return on investment, if they didn't see their results this space wouldn't be nearly as big as it is right now. 
I, I, can, I completely agree. And I think in time, yeah, like when it, when it comes from more like those brand awareness metrics, they're they're there. This like it's like they're kind of in their infancy, uh, but they're they're coming. They're like like they're slowly really being like rolled out. I mean, like let's look at what you know Spotify is doing, what Pandora is doing, even what Acast is like. They are building out the tech to be able to uh, you know listen and understand. I would say in a more capacity what is listen to or like you know how long people are listening to and uh there's always the, the like the, the the debate around apple podcast analytics uh it's in beta is it going to come out of beta <laughs> like what like, like what does that mean you know will people share that information um and i think you know if you look at the larger ecosystem when it comes to bread advertisers and like and just you know the slowly steady increase of you know dollars that that, that, that are going to be put into it um, I think you know those are, those are metrics that that will be shared as you know like these larger platforms are saying hey you know here's what we can count on our you know metrics but then here's the Apple readout from the other 52 percent of the populations that, yeah. that that's listening to the podcast so you know Apple has their their foothold on the analytics like when it comes to like the, to development but it's ultimately up to the creator or the hoster to say hey, here's what actually ran. And if you're trying to monetize, which a lot of people are, like I think they're, they're going to be open to sharing listen-through rates, total like subscriber rates, all that information. And that's what really you know brands are looking for. Totally, 100% agree. You know, it's very funny when you think about it. Like originally, and I had heard this at one of the many different conferences that we've had for podcasts and that I'm sure we've all been at, you know, in the beginning, everyone's like, I don't know if I want to see data for podcasting. You know, we're riding this wave. Maybe it's okay. Maybe we don't need it. And then once you started seeing some things and you saw how good it's performing, you saw brand lift studies that are just showing great numbers, ad effectiveness, everything. It's like, I want more. I need right. more data now. Yeah, I want more data. Yep, exactly. And that's, that's I think, always how you know brands and advertisers are like, once they see something working, they want more to make it work better. I think from the podcasting side, there might be some like limitations on what can be done, right. given that it's very old technology. And it's, just, it's just an RSS feed that was developed back in the 80s. It hasn't changed literally at all since then. So like, there's some limitations on like that aspect. But uh, you know, it's this it's this medium that is you know it's just so it's just so open. Like there's no, I mean, and I, and I mean that from like actually how it's like distributed. It's it's, it's very decentralized. Uh, but also from less like like an ad load perspective, as we're seeing more channels become oversaturated, digital TV, you know, even social sometimes is, is you know filling up with ads. Uh, you know, podcasts like there's just so little spend in the like in, in the whole ecosystem, and I, like that probably just goes to maybe like the top, you know, hundred, two hundred, right, give or take. So like there's there's just so much opportunity to really you know being impactful and reach just so many different you know like niches that align with your uh, like your brand's kpis and targets i mean it's so funny when you you know did being on different conference calls with clients and says hey you know I, what if i wanted to reach a fisherman in this remote island you know what i'm sure there's a podcast that has five downloads it's probably his cousins and his brother and you know it's there because yeah. you know there's just all these niche things it's, so many different things you can reach out to and just so many different topics to talk about right now. Yeah, and 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 just to totally flip that, that, that you know, to kind of serious conversation and, you know, into an area where there is so much content, like, do you think that's a, a ch like a challenge for the podcasting space? Like, do you think that's an issue for uh, just discoverability and growing the space in general, knowing that, like, there is so much out there? It can be intimidating for, you know, new listeners to come in and start finding this ecosystem and, and tearing it apart and find out like what they like i think it's a happy challenge right because mm. there's so many because if you're so passionate about a certain genre or a certain topic there's so many there's so many different shows with so many different viewpoints yep you know so you can there's only yes there's only certain amount of hours in a day or you know you're only awake for a certain amount yeah. of hours <laughs> to ingest this media but you know what you can get you can listen to a true crime podcast right that's the hottest genre right now true crime you can listen to a podcast about probably the same crime with four different viewpoints and hear four totally different new things that you never would have heard about yeah. and i think that's what's so cool about it right now is because you have all these viewpoints you have all these podcasts if i wanted to i could download a podcast and listen to be like yep this is how i need to you know what my wife's pregnant okay so we're having a baby soon so i can download podcasts be whether it be pod fathers or something like that to help 
kind of put some funny tones behind that. She can download stuff for that. I mean, I love doing stuff around the house. I can download podcasts about DIY, man. Yeah, it's can't, just can't, so can't many escape things. it. <laughs> so, I mean, if we're looking at then like going into 2019, how are you viewing this space growing? Like, 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 wait, what do you like? What do you think some steps need to be taken um, to you know grow the space to you know bring more advertisers on board? Like, you know, like, I guess you know, where do you where do you see us going in 2019? So I think to grow the space on the brand side, right? Because DR side, you're really, you have your DRs who are going to be there. They're not going anywhere. So to grow this, you need to get more brands involved. To get more brands involved, I really do believe that you need that third-party source that we were talking about before. Right. If you have that third-party come in, say, this is how we're going to measure it, whether we follow the IAB V2 standards or whether we have these other methods that we're going to do, this is what we're going to do. This is how everyone's going to get measured. There's no... That's all they're going to do is measurement. They're not going to go in. They're not going to see things. They're not going to try and sell. They're just going to measure. And you have those people come in and just almost reaffirm, like, yes, you know, you have this download number. This is the accurate download number. There's nothing to worry about. You have, just like you have on the radio side with Nielsen, you have something similar with that on the podcasting side. I think you will really see the, you'll see a lot more advertisers come into space. You'll see a lot bigger brands come into the space. Mm-hmm. On the brand side, that I really believe that's what we need to do. I love it. Uh, I had nothing to say to that. That was that was a fantastic answer. <laughs> the I mean I I will say though, um, from a brand point of view as well, um, there's a lot of really fun things you can do with podcasts. Um, if nobody has listened to it yet, I recommend the true crime series by McDonald's called The Sauce. <laughs> have you listened to that yet? I have not listened to it yet. It is unbelievable. <laughs> uh, it is three 15-minute branded podcasts, true crime style, uh, about when Rick and Morty talked about the Szechuan sauce at <laughs> McDonald's. And there was this whole upheaval of social media of, of, of wanting to bring that back. And this was the the true crime reenactment of what McDonald's did, how they completely failed because they only made like a million packets of sauce and people lost their minds that there wasn't enough sauce. And so there was a second riot and they came back again. And with this podcast, they announced the arrival of, it was like 20 million packets of sauce for a certain number of like, lo- like, like it was national. Uh, and it was just a fantastic way uh, for a brand, you know, to, to build this trust back with their community. I mean, it was just done, it was executed so well. Uh, and it, I mean, I still have the Szechuan sauce that I got <laughs> in my cupboard. I mean, it was, I mean, just it, they played on this like cultural phenomenon that happened yep. through Rick and Morty all the way to just devastating consumer trust and then building it right back. I mean, it's just, it was beautiful executed. So like, again, there's, there's just so much that, that can be done in the space, whether that's just, you know, placing ad spots and you know, working with, working with hosts, uh, all the way to, you know, building something that, 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 that that's completely your own and custom and helping you achieve, you know, a product launch or you know, build this brand trust or just really help, you know, influence a conversation you know, to become maybe a thought leader in the space. Um, so there's, there's just a lot that can be done with audio. Yeah. I, it, the world's, the sky's the limit, right? Yeah. Cause there's just, like you said, you have something like that. There's so many different things you can do. And it's just, it just, it makes, it makes this a lot of fun what we do. Yeah. Right, because it's like, hey, I want to do podcasts, and I don't want to just do reads. Like, I want to do something big. Great, let's do. Let's blow it out. Yeah, let's do a custom podcast. Let's let's come up with topics. We can do this. We can have a lot of fun with this right now. Yeah, but again, it does have to come back to brand goals and KPIs. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day, <laughs> awesome. Well, um, anything else you want to talk about? Well, want to dive dive deep into. I, I mean, I can go. I can go podcasting all night. But yeah, <laughs> what uh, what's your what are your top five podcasts? So I'm big in okay. So this is a whole other thing. All right. So I'm huge into the inform like the like the, like the education aspect of what podcast provides. Like I don't think like that's talked about enough. Like in in Asia in APAC, there is this massive seven billion dollar industry around pay for education. You know, people are paying to get smarter around business, technology. You know, creative marketing, like whatever it is. It's like there's this big need and like they're like they're seeking that out. And I think that's going to be something that that's going to pour into the U.S. We're having debates internally. Some say no, but I think it is. And with that, I mean, why I really got into podcasting was for my job at, at the lab. 
I wanted to learn and immerse myself in what like what technology is, you know, really get into like these like these these, these small niches. So with with that, all of my podcasts are very much focused on tech, uh, business, marketing, and uh, I would say uh, number one goes to Acquire.fm. Okay, fantastic. It's all about acquisitions, mergers, and IPOs, and it's unbelievable. Ben and David are fantastic. Uh, second would be Masters Masters of Scale by Reed Hoffman, legend. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, third, I'd go with the Vergecast. Okay, love the love the Vergecast. Yep. Uh, you can't go wrong with a uh, uh, Rico Decode slash uh, um, um, Rico Media by the you know Kara Swisher and then, uh, Peter Kafka. Uh, and then fifth, I'll put Upgrade. That FM. Okay. Mike Hurley and uh, Jason Snell do a, do a fantastic job. I actually, you know what? I might take upgrade and put that into slot number three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, acquired, Masters of Scale, uh, upgrade, then uh, the Vergecast, then Kerry uh, Swisher and Peter Kaufman tied for number five. Awesome. All right. I like yeah. it. That's, yeah, I like it. That's my list. Nice. What about yourself? So, love just like you got into podcasting because you know job was saying hey you know let's look at some podcasting just kind of threw myself in there immersed myself yep uh but i've also started to kind of be you know what i want to listen to shows that i can kind of just tune everything out i can listen to this i don't have to think about it i can relax and have a lot of fun i would say uh top two podcasts top two okay okay okay, okay. my top two podcast would be pat mcafee show 2.0 heartland 2.0 it is, uh, when I first listened to it, it sounded like me and my friends, me and my buddies sitting around having a couple beers, just laughing, talking about sports and life. And the first time I listened to it, I was on the express bus going home and I was laughing hysterically. That's amazing. Looking like a moron. And I love every second of it. That's fantastic. That, like, that's, yeah. I mean, that's right. That's what it's all rooted in. Like, that's what it's all about right there. Yeah. The and there's just so much. I mean, there's, I just discovered like a a Dungeon and Dragon podcast called like Adventure Time. Oh uh, yeah, I actually just put yeah, that for you, a client. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, th- these guys are hysterical. It is three brothers and their dad, and they play D and D. And I mean, I started from the beginning. It's just it it is it, it is just like hundred plus hours of content. I'm like, okay, well, my sci-fi fix is just golden for like the next year. <laughs> so I'm just I'm super stoked on that. Uh, and then, oh man, what else? I mean, it's just, there's just so much. There's just so much. Um, I actually found the zombie. I'm, uh, so I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. Oh, so well, you must have a Walking Dead. Yeah. Don't tell me anything about the season, the, like the past two and a half season or the last half of the season. No, I'm, I'm about a season and a half. Okay, cool. So that's fine. Then yeah. we're probably the same part. Yeah. Um, I, f- I think it's, I got to remember the name, but there is a zombie podcast that is amazing. Like it. Like when I first listened to it, I heard it was baked in raid, so the ad was from the beginning. Right. And it was like, yeah, you know, it, it's, this deal expires January 5th, 2008. I'm like, wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> I am way behind on this. All right, I need to catch up quickly. That, that, that was a decade ago. You think they're still open? <laughs> For all we know, they, they could have cl- shuttered in the, in, in the great collapse of 2018. Right. <laughs> Greg Rosetto, thank you for coming on Floor 9, nerding out with me about everything podcasting and audio. Uh, This is great. Uh, So thank you, and happy holidays. Thank you. You too. All right. Well, next up in the booth, we have Brian Sherman, who is the U.S. Sales Director for A Million Ads. So, Brian, welcome to Floor 9. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Love the 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 live ambiance we have going. Yeah, on here. you know, live from the ACAST holiday party. Yeah. it's the uh, the floor nine holiday special. So things are uh, <laughs> things are just going along well, and we'll see how the rest of the night goes. Um, but so you know, tell us about a million ads. Uh, what what is it? What are you guys doing? And uh, you know, why should brands be uh, interested in it? I yeah, know, I know I am. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, yeah, a million ads. We are bringing dynamic audio to the U.S. market. Um, the company itself has been around since 2015. Um, we have a great presence in the U.K. market. We've run over 200 campaigns, and you know, over the last couple months, we've wanted to expand into the U.S. Um, dynamic audio is a way for brands to create more of a one-on-one conversation with the listener. Right. Right. I think in this day and age, there there's an expectation that things are personalized to you or they're tailored to you in some way, whether you're going on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, whatever it might be, that experience is, is tailored towards you. And I think especially when you're talking about millennials, 
they sort of expect that personalization in their experiences and audio in general has has been pretty much in, in, from an, an audio ad perspective the, the same over the last 40 yep. or 50 years or so. Um, so when I heard about what dynamic audio can bring and I heard more about a million ads, I just got super excited about this awesome technology that I think is, is really needed in the audio space today. Right. So then when you talk about dynamic ads, like we, we, we can get super specific here, um, what does that actually mean? Like, I guess, mm -hmm. like, I guess, what are the triggers that yeah. your team is using to personalize the the ads to the listener? Yeah. Um, so off the bat, we look at things like IP address and your user agent information, right? So, based on your IP address, we know where you are, and if we know where you are, then you know we know what city you're in. We know the landmarks in that city. We know what the weather is or the time is. We know what day it is. So. There's all these unique data signals that we can then utilize in the actual audio ad itself to make it sound like it's customized just for you and it's contextual to the experience that you're having. So, and, and when you say customized to me, are you saying that it would say my name? It's like, yeah. hey, Scott, we know, you in, we're, we know it's in New York, it's raining, and that's all influenced into saying, let, let's say it's a, uh, a LaCroix uh, ad because that's what I have right in front of me. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, hey, Scott, uh, you know, we know it's raining in, in New York, but here's something that, that'll cheer you up. And I'm like, LaCroix. Yeah, that, that you're, you're spot on is the, the, the actual voice of the ad changes and it's tailored to your experience, right? So if I'm in Chicago and you're here in New York, then I'm going to hear a slightly different version of that ad that's going to be more tailored to my experience. Literally, the voice itself changes, right? So it's very organic. It's not anything robotic or it's not sort of like a Siri type voice that's right. sort of changing pitch and, and it has actual voice, voice actors behind it. Correct. There's actual pre-recorded pre, pre audio that's, you know, kind yeah. of smashed together. Exactly. There, a lot of the magic happens um, in the actual creation of the assets and with the voiceover actors themselves, right? Because that's an important piece. And, you know, there's, we, we put it, we take a lot of time and effort to make sure that the audio is created as best as it possibly can so that it sounds really rich and really organic when the end user ultimately hears that ad. What's, what's also cool is that, you know, we're using all these variables, so you end up with hundreds and thousands and a million different types of ads. Oh, See there, how I worked that, that, that in? There, there it is. I get it. I get it now. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Yeah, of, of that same ad um, that runs everywhere. And again, it's, it's the same actor's voice, and it totally feels organic to your experience. So knowing that you guys run a million ads, mm -hmm. how or what platforms can I actually listen to them on? It's like, are you, are you guys linked in with like a, like a, like a Spotify Pandora? Are you looking to get into the podcasting game when you're like kind of putting together like your, like your, your, your panoplies and your megaphones mm -hmm. and then like your mid rolls and your stitchers, like obviously a cast. Yep. Only a cast. <laughs> actually, I don't know what those two are. Only a cast. Um, so like how, how, how in a sense would we work with you? Yeah. I, I would say in the sense Anywhere you can get streaming audio mm -hmm. is essentially where you can run um, dynamic audio, right? So um, it doesn't work on, on broadcast and, and traditional, basically because the pipes aren't connected there yet. Um, so basically anywhere that a listener is consuming digital audio, whether that's streaming radio, whether that's podcasts like ACAST, yep. um, or whether that's Spotify or Pandora or TuneIn, whoever it might be, you can get dynamic audio there. Anywhere that really accepts a vast third-party redirect tag is where you're going to be able to run dynamic audio. Gotta love a good, gotta love a good vast tag. <laughs> you know, there's just, there, there is a wrap in everything just nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're asking everybody today, yep. uh, what is on the Amazon wish list this holiday season for you? What is on the Amazon wish list? That's a, a great question. Um, D truthfully, I have two kids, so I think about more about gifts for them, and I sometimes that forget counts. about myself. <laughs> that counts. That counts. But hey, 2019, you know, take take some of the uh, you know focus back on you that year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 2019. It's about the, the year of me. Um, yeah, I could. Um, I mean, there's like a guitar amp that I want, although I live mm. in the city, so I can't even plug it in. So it sort of ends up just being like a big thing in the corner of the room, which doesn't get used. But, but it looks nice. I really, it looks really cool, and people will be impressed when they see it. It's true. Um, well, but I'd never be able to plug it in because it's too loud. 
I mean, uh, listen, you know, I haven't got a noise complaint yet. I, I have a like a, a, a Sonos system in my apartment, yeah. uh, and it's way too powerful for my apartment. It's uh, <laughs> I, I have a, like, like the Sonos soundbar with a sub, and then I have actually three Play Ones throughout my apartment. My apartment's not big. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a studio. Uh, so it's like I can blow the windows and doors off this yeah. thing, uh, and I have yet to have any uh, complaints. So I'm telling you, you crank it up to 11. People, crank will, a, yeah. people will be okay with it. Yeah, that bass tra- tends to travel in these buildings in New York. Yeah, but again, I haven't heard anything from it yet, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe people just don't know where it's coming from, and that's what's saving me. Yeah, right. right. They're uh, cursing somebody. They don't yeah, know it's you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The TBD. So uh, yeah. looking at 2019. In yeah. media, technology, business, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it might be, what are you looking forward to? What's what's keeping you up at night? Um, I, I think part, you know, part why I joined this company is that I really am a big believer in audio. Um, I, I worked at SoundCloud for a number of years. Um, I've oh, always been. I into have so many questions about SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you, should, you should let with that. <laughs> um, so I am a big believer in audio in general. Um, I think for me, music is a very important piece uh, of my life, and whether it's the live experience or whether it's just on a walk to work, listening to music, um, it's just, it's something that's sort of my, for my mental state, it's very important. Um, So I've been a big believer in that. I feel like a lot of the conversations I've had around the industry, whether it's agencies, whether it's innovation teams or brands and clients themselves, people are really excited about audio. I think my biggest uh, concern is that, you know, what we're doing uh, is really needed in the marketplace. And my concern is that there's probably going to be other competitors that are starting to pop up that are doing something similar to us. Dynamic audio. I mean, brands are doing dynamic display. They're doing dynamic video. And no one's really attacked the dynamic audio market. So um, it, it seems just like a really great time to be in audio. Yeah, well, you know what that means. you got to really fine, fine-tune that competitive advantage. And exactly. And let, let the world know. You know, start, st- start making that moat around what you guys offer. Yeah. Because uh, like I said, I've, you know, I've, I've, right, I'm talking with you. I've uh, met with Steve before. And you, yep. know, like, you, like you guys have a, a pretty solid product when it comes to, uh, you know, helping brands target and, you know, make the, the ad that much more personalized to, to a consumer. Uh, like, like across Pandora, Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it might be. So um, excited to see how how things play out in 2019. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited as well. I think a big part of, you know, I just joined probably like three months ago now, um, but a, bi- a big part of what I've spent the last three months doing and what I'll probably spend the next three months doing is is just kind of educating the market, right? I think yep. when you're, when you bring something new to the wherever, whatever market it is, there there's a portion of that time that needs to be get dedicated to education and, and letting people know what dynamic audio is, how it affects them. There's a big supply chain for audio, whether it's on the creative side or the programmatic side or at media shops, whatever it might be. Um, and everybody needs to know what their role needs to be within the dynamic audio ecosystem. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're, you're not going to find a, uh, a, a bigger advocate for audio uh, <laughs> than uh, myself and the benefits it has for uh, brand. So yeah. uh, definitely something to uh, keep an eye on in 2019. Yeah. Well, uh, Brian, thank you for uh, stopping it, by the, uh, thank you. the booth. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Absolutely. Uh, enjoy the rest of the party, and you know, we'll, uh, we'll chat more out there. Thank you so much. Chris, welcome to Floor 9. Thank you. Uh, can you give our listeners a bit, a bit, a bit of background on yourself uh, and your company and uh, you know, what brings you to the ACAST holiday party? Sure, yeah. No, uh, I've been working in this audio field for you know, 10 plus years. Started my career at SiriusXM for 11 years, running their uh, urban comedy talk and uh, entertainment department. Uh, left there to go to a Cadence 13 running their audio documentary department. Uh, which all, you know, prefaced us starting our own company, my own company, DCP Entertainment, where we are an audio and video production and distribution company, uh, primarily looking at the digital space, but we're never going to turn down, you know, money that's coming (laughs) elsewhere. So we'll stay flexible. Stay flexible. So, you know, out of the different spaces that that you work in today, you know, when it comes to creating content, like what, what, what is your favorite content is it is is it spoken is it visual is it uh you know all like, like more like animated like, like where like where are you finding this passion around content today you know i think uh, the passion really falls for me personally um even though we do audio and video i think my true passion falls on the audio side obviously because of my background at sirius xm and mm-hmm. and obviously um running a documentary department um but i just think the leeway of what audio brings to the table where you can really tell a story 
and paint a picture um, where you can use the voices of the actual people that you're talking about, where you can really describe uh, what a scene looks like, especially if you're talking about a scene in like the 60s or something where you can't film there now. Um, right. And so if you don't have that organic footage, how are you going to lay that out for the audience? Um, you know, a reenactment, just, it just doesn't really do it for you. Um, so, yeah, I think the audio sphere is, is where my love and passion comes. And it's how, you know, even though we use videos, how we approach everything that we're shooting. Because if we can capture people audibly, then they're going to stick around for the extra visual aspect of it, which hopefully we're, you know, employing good strategies around as well. Right. The, it's, it's always fascinating because I'm, uh, you know, a big fan of podcasts. We're on a podcast, obviously. So uh, there's obviously bias from, from my perspective. I love audio as well. Uh, but recently, I've, I've been thinking about, you know, you, you're saying how you can paint a picture with words, right? And it's like that has never been more true for me than when I think about, like, audiobooks and, like, what, like, what mm -hmm. they're able to do just through the spoken word. And I think, you know, that has just been translated into podcasting uh, and, you know, I guess like those opportunities that, that there are, you know, to create this content, not only from a creator side, but also from like a brand side, you know, you can really paint these pictures uh, and, you know, work with the host or, you know, you know, develop your, like your own audio, you know, suite of sounds to really help, uh, you know, deliver a message that just can't be done in another in another channel, for example. Exactly. And, you know, so uh, you brought up an uh, excellent point in terms of brands and what you can do with them. You know, we specialize in working with a lot of brands, a lot of high profile. Uh, I don't I hate calling them celebrities because they're not always like in the entertainment sphere. And I feel like when we say celebrities, we're thinking that. But we work with a lot of people with a, a platform right. um, or, or brands that have a platform because a lot of these these people or these brands, they have great ideas, but they don't know these new mediums that we're working in or the new technology that are in these mediums. Um, and so what we're able to do is, is work with them to say, all right, you have this great idea and this is your mission statement. How can we take that and mold it for these platforms that we're talking about podcasting or mm -hmm. even in the YouTube space or how do we utilize Instagram and Facebook um, to create something that feels authentic for an audience because I feel like that is where audiences are going. They're gravitating to things that feel authentic. Yep. They don't want to be talked at. They want to be talked to and with. Uh, I think even more so talked with. Um, and so how do you cut through like that? And then how do you monetize that? How do you take advantage of creative ways to bring in other partners who can help you either lower your overhead or can bring in revenue? So when, it, when we look at the audio space, for example, I want to go deep into that because now I'm, now I'm hooked on it. Uh, you know, what would you say are some either like best practices or like, you know, ways to, you know, better enhance an audio piece of creative? Like, like, like what are you out there, you know, helping brands uh, or agencies or even like celebrities, YouTube stars like that, that want to get into audio space? Like, you know, what are those, you know, tried and true tactics that you could use? Like, what's that secret sauce? I think the, the first one, and I think all the lessons are, are simple when you really sit back and think about it. So I always feel bad even saying it when I talk to people about these things. I'm like, I'm, I hate, I'm not trying to talk down to you, I swear. Um, but no, I think the easiest thing uh, that's going to really make you cut through is always remember that your audience is not an audience. It's one person. So think about talking to one person. The way that people, especially on the audio side, listen to a podcast, you don't have people come over your house and listen to a podcast. You tend, even when there's a second person in your car, to not listen to a podcast. Now, if you have a camaraderie with a friend and you guys have a particular show you love, then yes, you may. But most podcasts are listened to by an individual in their own space, usually in, in their commute. Um, so I think that's what you should go into everything uh, thinking. And so your messaging changes, your wording changes when you have that in mind. Um, I used to do some voiceover work in the past and they used to always tell that to us as well is picture one person picture telling you know talking to this one individual because we want that one individual to walk into our store the second you try to talk to everybody nobody hears you when you talk to one person you get that one person absolutely it's the it's the best way to scale intimacy you know you are like you said like you're talking to one person they're in like they're in your ear uh, excuse me, you're in their ear, uh, and in a sense, like, you really have their like like their full attention. You know, on a commute, on a walk home. You know, you are really locked into this creative. And I I've I've seen it before when I'm listening to uh, a podcast, for example, and the audio is or like the ad creative. It just isn't it isn't personalized. It doesn't. I don't feel the love from it. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of it, it's jarring. It disrupts that audio listening experience, uh, and that is the the exact thing you don't want to have happen because of just how valuable 
the podcast audience is and like, you know how much attention that you know, excuse me, how much attention is given to you know like listening to like, like like a full episode of podcast and like people aren't skipping the ads in it so mm-hmm. you know you really want to be you know integrated into this in like the most natural way possible and, and you know it really comes down to like you said making sure that you're talking to one person scaling that intimacy absolutely and i think you know the second thing and i think that falls in line with the first one is you know how can you connect with people on an emotional level how can you make them feel invested in the content that either they see themselves in the content or they feel like they're on the fly on the wall of that conversation or of that content so you know how can you do that there's so many different strategies i think you know the one when you have the resources to be able to do it is you know taking that painting the picture and do that with the actual audio so when you're able to present you know you're talking about driving to someone's house presenting you know having that audio in the background while you're saying so i drove three miles and you hear the gravel uh underneath the car you hear the air whooshing through as you drive but not overdoing it you know you don't want to make that now what the audience is keying in on you want that to be in the background they don't even fully notice they're hearing it because they again feel like they're in that passenger seat with you um, and so, you know, that takes a little extra money because you need to have the right kind of sound engineers to do that well. But I think those are things where if you really want to go that extra mile to connect with your audience and to make them feel um, fully invested in that content where they think they're in that car with you, um, that can really go a long way as well. Yeah, oh, I can. I completely agree. And I, I think as we see, you know, like sound become a more uh, important part of a brand's tool set, for example, because um, this suite of audio sounds that you pick is going to be very important for you as a brand it's it's going to be more than just like an audio logo uh it's going to be you know how you sound like you said in an ad or you know what that sound makes you makes a consumer feel as they're driving down the road it's like oh this reminds me of that uh sweet sweet uh blue blue apron you know like (laughs) audio ad that i heard when i was like you know listening to you know like the verge cast and then all of a sudden like they were sizzling onions and i was like oh that sounds good and you know kind of brings like you said like 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 that emotion to the front and i think that's what uh, you know like like the power of the audio sphere is like this is like what you can do uh you know and you really can't do in other in, in other mediums and i would say in today's climate uh this is a great place to really have those conversations to build that relationship uh and you know have those like emotional you know audio like, creatives because there's a lot of there's a lot going on in the world right now and it's uh it's just becoming harder and harder for you know i would say brands to find uh, and connect authentically you know without having the you know something has come down from somebody that's tweeting that shouldn't be yeah <laughs> i know i feel like we all we all have our way of talking around that conversation yeah yes. <laughs> uh absolutely so um i'm asking everybody today mm-hmm. what's on the uh the amazon holiday shopping list oh wow um well i just uh i was supposed to on cyber monday buy tons of gifts because i have eight nieces and nephews that's a lot um, that's a lot of gifts oh yeah on top of a lot of other family and i only bought gifts for zero of them i bought <laughs> gifts for me uh so <laughs> i guess i should start putting other people's gifts into my amazon uh, cart instead of mine you know 2019 it's, it's about you start <laughs> start earlier start now that's fantastic um but yeah for the amazon cart what do i have in there for me uh, you know, I'm, I'm so bad and, and I have like the, the business Amazon cart where it's like, I just am constantly putting new microphones and, and recorders in, in the, uh, uh, in the bag. I think on my business list is, uh, the, uh, and I'm forgetting the exact name for it, but sure. The, the microphone maker has like, it's like the KM seven or whatever. Basically they're $500 microphones. Yeah, it sounds fancy. It sounds, it oh. sounds like this, like smooth, smooth audio, smooth, smooth audio. So the, the special thing about this microphone is that you can take it anywhere and it isolates voice. So if we were sitting in the middle of a restaurant right now, you're not really going to hear the restaurant. You're just going to hear us having a conversation. It can be loud. It doesn't matter. It pinpoints your vocal range and just sticks there. Oh, that's crazy. For $500 a microphone. Well, listen, you, you know, you got you to pay for quality. Uh, <laughs> as we've seen with Apple, they are they will keep hiking it up and you still get quality. But that um, I have, I'm going to check that out. I'm gonna, that, that might go on my list as I uh, uh, just, I don't need one, but I want one. So. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm lame. I'm an audio <laughs> nerd. I just, me and my staff joke about it. So like, you can't let me walk into to, to any audio yep. store or else I'm going to be lost for a couple of days. Yeah, B&H is like just a, it's a black hole I, and it is just so fun in there. I right? was going to say so B&H. Good. I didn't want to get too regional, but you're <laughs> yeah. absolutely, B&H is the one that we were joking about yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, Chris Colbert, it was great to have you on Floor 9 here at the holiday party at ACAST. Thank you for hopping on. And, uh, Thank you, know, you so much. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Oscar, welcome. Welcome to Floor 9. Welcome to the pod. I am i can't believe this is the first time we're having you on. I am. I've been waiting for this day, Scott, yeah. for a long time. Well, I'm I mean, a Floor 9 fan from 
day one. Day one, man. And here I am. I'm just, man, it's like worlds worlds collide. You know, <laughs> what better way to celebrate than at the uh, ACAS holiday party to have the uh, debut event of uh, you coming on the pod. Well, um, yeah, thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to be here. Uh, but so for those that don't know, how about you give us a quick background uh, on yourself and what you do and sure um I, we can say that i have a weird accent right uh, uh, i mean to me it's not weird it's it's well, you know it's nice it's uh i would say uh, i lost a good adjective <laughs> <laughs> that's fine uh so i am yeah i, I work for acast uh, in which studios we are right now <coughs> i am chief commercial officer um i oversee all what kind of revenue streams and everything we're doing to improve the lives of podcasters and audio creators um, and I am Swedish, and ACAST started out in Sweden, Did so that's a little cool coincidence, isn't yeah. it? And I know that you guys just raised a fresh round of funding of 35 sweet, sweet million dollars. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what that is in, in the... What Swedish kroner? S- Swedish kroner. Swe- uh, it's, uh, it's right about 300 million Swedish kroner. Sounds way cooler if you say it that <laughs> way, I have to say. Uh, so, so how are you looking to uh, like deploy this capital? What are you guys looking to do? Grow business? You know, help monetize creators? Like, what's the what's the plan? All of the above, Scott. I mean, we're super excited about this, and it's um, we have been very fortunate to have a fantastic four years behind us that made. You know, our ambition is to be a global um, distribution and tech platform for any type of publisher, whether you're a small DIYer or a massive broadcaster like BBC Worldwide, and create the tools that you need to, uh, to really function as a, a real business and have those tools. So that's part of what we're doing is rolling out more product offerings for self-serve, for, for just being able to manage an operation like that. And then uh, the global marketplace that we're building, you know, we're super proud of. We're only ones who are really doing that in podcasting. Uh, we are the only ones who are doing it in sole podcasting. There are other global audio companies in the right. world, but no one's been focusing on podcasting. That's just Acast. And, and it's been such a great success for us, and now we can we can even expand that into more markets. We're now... In most <coughs> English-speaking markets, where we can now next year look at uh, other languages, because oh. this is not only happening in the U.S., Scott. It's really cool. This is happening are you sure? In I, I mean, France. I've been Germany. I've been blinded by the light know. of you know here <laughs> here no, in the but U.S. It's, a, it's really a global phenomenon. It's the same thing happening in many markets, just like it is here in the U.S. It's like the fastest-growing medium in the U.S. Um, Esport is pretty big too, but you I know, yeah. podcast is up. I would say esports <laughs> might have a, just a bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a bit more of a hockey stick <laughs> than what what we're seeing with uh, yeah. like like the uh, podcasting. Yeah, uh, you know, that, might be right. that might be right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's um, no, it's really happening uh, worldwide, and we're mm-hmm. very excited about that. So we're really scaling, uh, creating a, a, a business that can scale uh, yep. globally across languages and uh, and uh, just move faster. We're now a kind of an invitation only platform. Oh. And we want to open up for well, more. I, I feel uh, blessed. Well, it's got yeah. <laughs> special friends. Uh, no, but really uh, expand that to more, to, to be mm. able to um, to work with more publishers and right. more create great creators out there because they're coming from all angles now. And it's, um, you know, YouTubers are coming to podcasting, uh, print publishers, broadcast publishers. And all that Th- stuff. That's, uh, that's, that's super interesting seeing how, uh, you know, these these traditional video creators are are looking to change into you know like audio and everything and yeah. you know we mentioned esports and with esports and gaming there's there's <laughs> there's twitch right mm-hmm. um have you seen anything when it comes to like like the podcasting audio space and bringing that to the twitch live streaming platform as kind of like a crossover collaboration between this new phenomenon of live streaming and then uh taking on what podcasting does uh and bringing that to like that live environment I mean, yeah, the podcasting and live is an interesting kind of aspect of it, right? Because right now we're in a, in a space where it, it's coming from live and it's, you know, we're, we're, on, we're, we're making radio on demand, right? That's right. kind of the first step of podcasting. But to your point, though, there's, a, there's an evolution of podcasting that's going to be quite interesting in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen, as I mentioned before, the, the biggest kind of growth in podcasting has been really the past three years, if you want to say I that. W- yeah, I would agree. And then... Uh, <coughs> You know, we're seeing uh, a, a lot more different formats coming out, but we're looking at us from a from a kind of a, a very data-driven company. 
we can still see that there's so many gaps in terms of content, right? We still have, I mean, we have 600,000 podcasts now, which is not that many if you look at it, if you compare it to the web or any other type of content source, right? Right. But we're seeing a lot more kind of diversity in content coming out now, short form content, um, a lot of uh, scripted content. I mean, there's going to be more and more gaps to fill in terms of that. And I think in a couple of years, we won't be talking about podcasting really either, right? It's going to oh, be a more immersive experience and uh, other devices that, uh, that we think is kind of kind of power the power it so then you know like looking then you know towards the like like the future of the space and how it's developing um what are some of those you know, maybe like content areas that like you're super interested in filling that like like you're seeing a gap today and um you know i guess even some like like those like like platforms for sense mm-hmm. like are you guys really interested in like the home space and what those audio devices are doing there maybe the car mm-hmm. um i know i know i, I realize that's a uh, two-pronged question but mm-hmm. uh it, <coughs> we can break it down to like you know content gaps that you think you need from filling them and then too like the the actual like the the hardware yeah um, that means a great question because i think everyone in the space is is looking at the same thing um you know in terms of um well first the content i i think there's um we, we recognize new kind of gaps in content all the time, uh, and it kind of goes, comes and goes, because we, you know, with our global marketplace, which is a, um, now we've had a couple of years of data, we see, um, we see where demand is, really, right. and it kind of, uh, it, it kind of switches over. Right now, we've had a couple of months of, like, par- anything parenting and health content oh, has been completely sold out and in such hot demand that we can't get enough of it. Interesting. <laughs> um, right. It's a little difference between the different markets globally for okay. us. Uh, but here in the U.S., health and parenting has been a I huge like, surge. That aligns with the uh, like the larger trend of like the wellness economy that we're seeing out right. there. It's well, like, like this quanti- you know this. Yeah, like the quantified self and how that's just becoming more and more data-driven. Interesting. Uh, and the, you know, this, this idea of just like well-being and health is just becoming more and more of an everyday thing that consumers are paying attention mm-hmm. to. So I, I, it's interesting to see that, that we're also seeing that play into uh, mm-hmm. the content that people are subscribing to and, and, and then also, from, I guess, from a brand perspective, want to be around. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's great. I mean, th- now we see a lot of, obviously, news is, we see more publishers coming into news. I yep. mean, th- and, but uh, that's going to be the, you know, who you're going to stick with. There's only so many news shows you can listen to in the morning. Right. Uh, every, everyone in the industry is looking at is looking at these home devices and what they will do to us, right? And mm-hmm. there's so much promise there, um, but it's also such an such a as you know, it's like <laughs> it's a, such a. I mean, I, I think you you probably yeah. talk about this I, a all, lot all every time, day. Yeah, all the time, literally all the time, because uh, they're growing faster than a smartphone. Da, yeah. da, da, da. But it's um it's still a, a, it's still hard to discover something on a on a yeah. screenless device, right? Yes. In yes. what do you do there? Um, we we put a lot of effort in. Uh, of effort into development on those. I mean, although we're not a very consumer-facing brand, Acast, uh, we have our own kind of apps and develop to those platforms. We work right. together with uh, Alexa and Google to yeah. try to figure out, together with them, to be honest. I mean, they, they haven't figured everything out, as you but might yeah, know. Yeah, They're exploring uh, it as well. Yep. But it's very good to do that together to try to figure out, well, what is the consumer journey here that's interesting? Right. Well, Oscar, thank you so much for uh, stopping by. Uh, the Floor 9 live from the Acast Holiday Party here at your uh, fancy, lovely Soho, NoHo, Tribeca Lofts. I'm not, I, I never know where we are exactly, <laughs> but <laughs> it's... I think it's technically uh, Tribeca. Yeah. Tribeca? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like it. It's cool. Scott. Everything's cool. Thank you for having me. This uh, has been great. Absolutely. Absolutely.